<laughs> that for the husband. That's it. <laughs> From Nuthouse Studios in beautiful Lexington, Kentucky, this is Bluegrass Homefront, episode 10 for the week of. November 1st, 2020, the week of Election Day. I am Tiny Brian. Here with me, as always, is Victor. Victor, good good day to you. Good morning there, Tiny Brian. Good morning. It is actually morning when it, we're recording this today, it weirdly. It is a very, very chilly morning. It's freezing out. So yeah, it was had cold. A, had a couple good frosts the last couple mornings, so that's been mm-hmm. fun. Breeders' Cup is on here in Lexington. I don't know if you heard last night, but it sounded like we were under some sort of shelling last night here in downtown Lexington. Know what was going on? They had fireworks for the Breeders' Cup. For like, I, noticed, I saw the, fire, the fireworks. I was like, what in the world's going on? Yeah, it's the Breeders' Cup. Oh. I guess you do live over by Keeneland, so you may have seen I did too. see them. I didn't know what, what was going on. Yeah, okay, that's what cool. it was here in Lexington this week, if you're wondering. Well, there's, there's a Breeders' Cup. But yeah, that no one's coming to. Nobody can go. So, yeah. but we did have someone come here today. Uh, our second time, we have a live audience here in the here in the studio, and uh, it's an audience of one, and uh, it's a longtime friend of ours. Please welcome Cherie. Cherie, good morning. Good morning. And uh, welcome to Bluegrass Homefront. Welcome to Nuthouse Studios. This is where the magic happens. Ooh. <laughs> magic. So Cherie is probably my my oldest and dearest friend. We have been together since kindergarten so it's been many many years and we uh we're glad to have her here today glad to be here yes welcome back Cherie actually lives uh, technically lives amongst the Buckeyes just now as most as many Kentuckians do she did she did head north at a certain point but didn't get too far but she never came back we keep waiting we keep waiting for her to (laughs) but she does come back and visit often so we're happy about that so uh, a little bit later today, we're actually going to be talking with Cherie and her, uh, an author that she worked with, and they've designed a, a great book of yoga, yep. a yoga journal. We'll be talking a little bit more about that, the writing of that and all of that. And we'll also, we're also very honored in our, fi- in our last segment today, we, had a ch- we journeyed, took a long trip out to West Louisville. Went to West Louisville. Yes, went to West Louisville. Uh, and we had a chance to sit down with uh, Kentucky State House of Representatives, Representative Attica Scott, yep. famously in the news for getting arrested during a peaceful protest this summer in Louisville over the uh, the shooting of Breonna Taylor. Yep. So we had a chance. We didn't, I don't know that we, I expected to spend a little bit more time on Breonna than we did, but we kind of just talked about a little bit of everything with her. I, so I was actually uh, quite taken with her, actually. She, mm-hmm. she is a, a very... She has a, a thing about her where she's kind of very out there, very outspoken, and you just want to listen to her. And uh, she's a very, very bright young woman, and, and I'm glad she's a leader in the Kentucky government. Absolutely. You know, Malachi was editing that segment just mm-hmm. before we went on the air, and he was tell- and he was telling me he was very taken with her. So oh, Okay. Well, good. So, uh, But before we get to all that, let's talk a little bit about the, the weekend. We know that it's been a disappointing weekend for uh, U.K. football and Kentucky football in general. Louisville lost. Louisville Kentucky lost, lost. Kentucky lost. Well, Kentucky was playing Georgia, which is a yeah. top five team in the whole country. And they, they 14 to 3. 
I feel like they kept their head up. They, they held they held their own. Um, and Louisville lost forty two to thirty five to Virginia Tech. So right, I have a couple cousins from who went to Virginia Tech. Right. So. Yeah. So Virginia Tech is uh, Blacksburg, I think, and they're the uh, Tech school. So you know, good on them, I guess. Yeah. Apparently, they play football well. So by the time this by the time this comes out, it will be election day. Oh yeah. This comes out on election morning. So it is, uh, if you have not yet voted, I think Victor and I have both voted. Shree, have you voted yet? Yes. You did vote. You do. Yes. They have early voting. In, did you go, how did you vote? Tell us about your voting experience. I mailed it in. Okay. Did and you actually put a stamp on it and put it in the mail, or I did you take it to it a drop box? Oh, and how, when did you do that? Well, a week before last. Okay, okay. so and you've been in there for a minute. plenty of time. Yeah. So. And your vote matters more than ours does because oh, yeah. you're in the, in the swing state. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we should talk for you an hour about your electoral preferences oh, just to— please, uh, no. No, just to torture me. <laughs> well, no, because your vote matters. we we, we got to know. You know, there's important questions. Right, there are. But so you can take a breath. Uh, I, when I was uh, talking to Vi- when we were talking about this episode beforehand, Victor's like, "No, you can't take a breath. We're not done counting." And then there's all more, and I'm like, "No, just relax. We we've done what we've done today. Go vote. Once you've voted, you've done everything you can do for for the democracy, and you can kind of relax and know that you've done your part." And we and- can watch the results come in and uh, cross your fingers, whichever way you you want to lean there. So. That'll, so, be, that'll yeah. be fun. Hopefully, we should know by the end of the weekend, you know, who the winner is. Yeah, by the time we come next, come to you next, hopefully, we will be able to say who the president-elect is. Right. So, we're looking forward to that, really, one way or the other at this point. Let's take a moment and uh, music, music. Music. Let's get us out, get us out of you? this segment, Victor. I'm tongue-tied. <laughs> All right. So, for, uh, for today's music, we're doing a very special ladies' hour. All the music today will be all females, so we're Ooh. really looking forward to that. In and, fact, uh, every, every voice you hear on this episode that isn't me or you is all females today. Exactly. It's all awesome. the music, all the guests, everybody. It's, See, it's, now it's, you know. Now you know why you're here. Power. Girl power. So you're you're here to, to even kind of throw us offset and, and right. kind of help us to balance things out. So we're glad you're here, Cherie. <laughs> all right. Then we're going to start out with Don't Wait.
forgotten those times that didn't last and lost them from my memory but I still hold on to everything from the past because it made me who I turned out to be and I am not afraid to make another change if my Welcome back to Bluegrass Homefront. This is Victor with Tiny Brian. Hey. And Cherie. Hey, hey. So in that first set of music, we heard Sarah Bright with Don't Wait, Killy Killy with Well, What About Damn Wells, and The Lockaways with Another Change. Ah, great set of music there. So, uh, and we're going to, so we'll just go right on here into our interview. And uh, Cherie, tell us, who's your, uh, who is your friend here? Who are we talking to today? What's, what's her name? Amber Hagberg. And tell us tell us a little about her before we actually bring her on. Tell us, give us kind of an introduction. Um, Amber, I met Amber through a mastermind group on Facebook la- at the beginning of last year. And we all just kind of started working on random projects. And I started doing some yoga. And um, 
Amber and I have been working together ever since, and it seems like it's continuing. So, so that's pretty awesome. Um, she's great. She's she's been my little yoga guru during quarantine. Mm-hmm. And now and, you're you've basically become her design guru. Right. So during quarantine, there was lots of yoga and lots of yoga designing. Just lots of yoga took over my life for three, four months. So. So it's not been a bad thing. It's been pretty awesome. So. Um, All right. Well, that sounds like a great introduction to me. Let's go on. And what was her name one more time? Amber Hagberg. All right. Let's go on into our interview with Amber Hagberg. All right. So we are joined now with Amber. And Amber, you are the author of a, a yoga journal, correct? What is the name of that journal, Amber? Uh, the name of the journal is My Living Yoga Journal. My Living Yoga Journal, and uh, and uh, as we understand, you did meet Cherie through a, a Facebook group, just kind of out of the blue, right? You guys uh, did, hadn't known each other before you kind of met in that group. Am I understanding that right? Yeah, kind of. We were in a mastermind group um, through a mutual friend, actually, um, and then she kind of evolved into to my group. Well, that's lovely. We love we lo- and. Uh, so I understand that uh, you you spent a lot of the time writing this book during this uh, during Plague World while you were in lockdown. Am I am, am, do I understand that correctly? Yeah, basically it was lockdown in India for seven months. So that's not Indiana. You weren't in Bloomington, right? You said India. Am I? <laughs> yeah, India. That's right. You want to tell the, us a little bit about that experience? <laughs> Yeah, so so basically, um, I've lived in Costa Rica for the last five years, and um, I was in India getting ready to teach a yoga teacher training as borders were shutting down. Um, I had 24 hours to leave India before the country went on lockdown, um, and in that 24 hours, my country that I lived in, Costa Rica, had locked its borders so I had a choice to go back to the United States or stay where I was. And um, yeah, I chose to stay at an ashram in India for about seven months before I decided it was time to, to come back to Costa Rica. Well, you know, for me, kind of being a, a, a guy who's never been outside of the U.S., unfortunately, that sounds kind of harrowing, really. Uh, was, <laughs> would that, so what was your daily life like while you were living quarantined in a, in India? Uh, yeah, well, fascinating. I feel like it was me being the embodiment of the living yoga journal. I would wake up, uh, meditate, do yoga, have, have breakfast, work on the book, work on um, my online program, which is where the Living Yoga Journal was um, manifested from. And so then I would have uh, dinner, meditate, do yoga and go to sleep and pretty much walking, breathing, living yoga for seven months. Wow. So it's basically like you got the world's longest yoga retreat. Just uh, let's retreat for half a year. You know, I was telling my friends, like, this is the longest yoga retreat I didn't sign up for. <laughs> <laughs> so, Sheree, why don't you tell us about how you kind of came into the process here and kind of what you, how you uh, were able to sort of come alongside and help Amber out with this as she started putting it together. Well, Amber has lots of ideas. 
<laughs> so so we focused on this one. <laughs> All right. So I, I don't know. It just kind of came together. She's thinking about this, and I'm like, well, so what do you think about this? And just back and forth, and before you know it, she didn't include in her daily schedule that she talked to me probably twice a day, maybe three times a day. <laughs> So for a, months. <laughs> a lot of collaboration and back and forth then. Right. So tell me where we kind of landed. What are some of the features? I've not had a chance to look at this journal yet. Either one of you who'd like to address it, what are kind of the features of this uh, this journal that, we're, that you're going to have out? Amber? Um, yeah, so, so basically it's going to be um, a process of daily journaling with prompts. So the ability to write down daily affirmations, um, setting an intention, um, creating a to-do list, um, check mark bar, um, check ma uh, check bar marked check, check mark. marked boxes. Ah, okay. <laughs> Birds are hard. Easy for you to say. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was like, I know I can say this right. Just give me a few chances. Um, so that was inspired by Cherie. She's like, you know, maybe you can have a place where they can kind of check off. And so within the within the journal, there will be 12 meditations, pranayama, breathing exercises, yoga postures, um, journal questions, so that it's designed to help you learn yoga throughout an entire year while taking um, account of like what you practice, how much you practice, how it makes you feel, and just witnessing your journey along a year span of practicing yoga every single day and knowing that that can look different every single day as well. So it sounds like what you've got here is a pretty good resource for someone who would be new to yoga, someone who's starting up and just trying to get a practice going. Would, would that be fair to say? Yeah, 100%. It's teaching you which breathing exercises to do um, when your mind is busy, when you want to calm your mind, when you're feeling like low self-esteem when you're feeling exhausted and it teaches you what breathing exercises and meditations to go to um, for a beginner for sure. Excellent. Well, I'll tell you, we have, you know, this is this is primarily a Kentucky-focused podcast, so a lot of the people we're talking to are located here in the Bluegrass State where, you know, yoga is not, uh, you know, there's not been a lot of practice of yoga here in Kentucky. <laughs> So I, I wonder, as someone who has, you know, has been practicing for a long time and is is certainly more advanced, certainly than me, who I know, what I know about yoga, I have seen mainly on television. So help me and give us kind of the, the pitch for yoga. What What is, how does yoga sort of, what is the benefits? What, why, why should Kentucky people do yoga, I guess is what I'm asking. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so what I've been trying to teach people is that yoga is so much more than an exercise. Like an exercise is a good gateway. So often people are like, oh, I can't do yoga because I'm not flexible. I can't meditate because my mind is busy. And I say, no, you meditate because your mind is busy. You practice yoga because your body's tight. So if your body's sore, if you can't touch your toes, if your ankles hurt, um, if your wrists are sore from all the computer work that we've been doing, um, it alleviates pain in the body as it moves energy that may be stuck. 
Um, but it also helps you to calm your mind. So we're in a world now where everything is go, 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 do, do, do. And yoga is a practice to kind of find stillness. And at first, stillness is a scary, uncomfortable place. But actually, it's a place where we can, you know, curate um, creativity and a sense of peace or freedom from, you know, the external world. Wow, excellent. Well, uh, so uh, I, you've got my interest. So I'm going to assume you've gotten the interest of some of our listeners. So if, uh, if we're looking to pick up your journal, where can they go to pick that up, Amber? Yeah, so right now we have a Kickstarter happening. Um, if you want to look more into it, find Cherie or my Facebook. So Cherie uh, Bevins or Amber Hagberg, um, find our Facebooks. And we've been posting all about it, sharing little um, practices. So if you want to be like, well, what do you mean by focusing on my breath? Well, we've got guided meditations on Facebook. So you can kind of check out the practices before you go full in to get the journal yourself. All right. And if you've got a Kickstarter for it, we'll definitely share the link to that Kickstarter on our socials this week. So you can awesome. look for it on our socials as well. So once again, uh, Sheree and Amber, they've, they've collaborated to write and design and lay out this, uh, this new journal, and uh, we will be sharing the links to it, and uh, everybody have a look. And we thank you both for joining us here on Bluegrass Homefront.
Welcome back to Bluegrass Homefront. This is Victor with Tiny Brian. Hey. And Cherie. Hey, hey. So in that last set of music, we heard Melanie A. Davis with Memory, 
Jeannie Johnson Terry with Talkin' Dirty, and Joslyn and the Sweet Compression with Don't You Bother. Ah, some some great music in that. We always love to hear from Jocelyn and the Sweet Compression. Oh yeah, they they put on a, a good tune. Oh. They they are really cool. You, you should check them out, Sheree. They're a lot of fun. And uh, Melanie A. Davis, which led off that set, is uh, that's actually a little preview. She will be our guest here in the Artist Spotlight for next week. She so. will. She's going to tell us about the underground indie scene in Kentucky. Yes, so. we've been we've been hearing about that for since this, pretty much before we even started the. I think before episode one, we heard from her. That we was did telling us there was an underground scene. And we're glad to finally get to, to learn about it. And she'll so. tell us about it next week. So, yep. but that's next week. This week, uh, we're going to go into our last segment here, and I'm really excited to bring this to you, or to, to everybody. This is uh, we like us like we said earlier. We this week we headed out to Louisville mm-hmm. and went to a part of Louisville that I'd really never been to before. You, Victor? No, I'd never been to the West End. No, never been, never never had reason really to go to the West End. Really, right over by the Reynolds Wrap Factory, which I had forgotten right down was the street in Louisville. From it, yeah. yeah. So we headed over there, and that was to the home of Representative Attica Scott, mm-hmm. who is the representative for about half of Louisville. Something like that. I think it was 42nd District. Yeah. Yep. So she's uh, – and uh, she was gracious enough to take time. She does work full-time because, you know, we don't exactly pay our legislators to be full-time legislators. We don't. Which is good. I think that's – you know, I don't know that we need full-time legislators here in Kentucky. We don't. But so she was – she did have a day job. She was working from home. Yep. And she stepped out on the porch, and we had a nice, safe, socially distanced interview. And uh, she had a lot of great things to say. And for my friends in eastern Kentucky, who you may have only read one or two things about Attica, and you've never actually heard the representative speak, I think you're in for a treat. She had some wonderful things to say. So we'll Lin- go on into that. Lend us your ears. Yes, lend us your ears, and uh, we'll go on into that now. All right, we are pleased to be joined here in, uh, this is the East End, isn't it? This the West End. West End, I'm sorry, yeah, this is what we, what the, the, the people call the West End, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. We're here in the West End of Louisville with uh, Kentucky House of Representative, Representative Attica Scott. Attica, it is great. Thank you so much for doing us the honor of joining us here on Homefront. I am glad to do it. We're very pleased to have you. Uh, tell me about, I know that you, you have been a representative since... 2000, I had it. 17? I was sworn in in January 2017. Look, I got the I got the year right. That's it. right. And uh, so you've been, and then before that, you were on this Louisville Metro Council. Did That's correct. correct. Yes. How long were you on the council? Three and a half years. Okay. Yes. So how would you uh, how would you say the diff? What, what do you say the differences between between on the Metro Council and actually being at the State House? What, what, how would you define the differences between them? There's a lot of difference. There were 26 members of the Metro Council there, and there are 138 members of the state legislature. Um, but there also is the political difference. On Louisville Metro Council, we weren't as hyper-partisan as folks are in Frankfurt, which is very disappointing because we should be there to take care of the people of Kentucky, not be concerned about red or blue or party lines. Is Louisville's uh, city, because in Lexington, the, the council and the mayor, all that's nonpartisan. Is that true here in Louisville or no? No, no, Louisville is partisan, yes. In the, in the city council? It, on the Metro Council, yes. Okay. That's funny. I, I, think, I think having a nonpartisan, I mean, we know what everybody's partisanship is. It's, it's an open secret in Lexington. But I think it works a little bit more to our advantage there to keep it 
less partisan on the city level? Well, quite frankly, I, I wish we didn't have political parties or we had a lot more because, in all honesty, I'm a Democrat, but I'm a lot different than most Democrats uh, who are in my party here in Louisville and across Kentucky. Oh, sure. Well, there's, yeah, there's probably three different parties in the Democrats and probably just as many among the Republicans when you actually start breaking out what people believe. That's right. That's right. And, but it, really, for me, we should be, our belief should be taking care of our people, Absolutely. taking care of our neighbors, right? And we shouldn't get into bickering and arguing just because of our political parties, but that's what happens too often. I've always been sort of a political junkie, but my focus has often been on the national scene. But as I've gotten older, I've become more interested in state and local mm -hmm. things. And one of the things I hear is that for the state house. Things kind of have to come up two or three sessions in a row to really kind of build traction. Would you say that's true as someone working on the inside? I would say it depends because there are certainly my colleagues who can file something like the sewage bill and take away teachers' pensions in one session. Yeah, to take a sewage bill and to cut it and, you know, to really take, we're going to call this the sewage bill is what we're going to take away pensions. That's just, the irony there is just a little bit too thick, really. It's too thick, and that happens, that there are some people who can file a bill and that same session it gets heard and passes. In my case, I've been there four years and none of my bills have ever been heard, and for the past two years, not one member of the Legislative Black Caucus has had their bills heard. I can understand how frustrating that so most would be. Well, of course he is. He's he's in charge of Frankfurt as a whole. He is the one who anointed uh, Daniel Cameron as Attorney General. And is probably want, ready for him to take his place in six years, too. Yeah, I have no doubt of that. We were discussing that over lunch today, that that's probably who Mitch has picked because he can't. Surely that man cannot run for another term. Let's not put it past him. You've heard of Strom Thurmond. You're right. Yeah, I, I so, remember Strom Thurmond. So how do good people, good people of West Louisville feel about Daniel Cameron? Well, people are very hurt here because they really thought that he would at least try to get justice for Breonna Taylor, but that clearly wasn't the case. And so you've got folks here in the West End of Louisville, and I also have the privilege of representing part of the East End of Louisville, and folks in the East End, which is predominantly white, are also very disappointed and hurt by him. I'm not a black guy, and I'm like embarrassed for you guys, you know? Yeah. I'm embarrassed for our Commonwealth that oh, this yeah, is our yeah. Attorney General yeah. who was proud to stand on, you know, the Republican National Convention stage as if he was about truth and honor and dignity and respect, but then to come home and give none of that to Breonna Taylor or her family. The thing that frustrates me most about it is he had the way he framed it because he didn't, it wasn't even an option. Like justice for Breonna wasn't even on the menu. No. You know, it was uh, the fact that the only illegal bullets were the ones that missed. Is just... That went into the wall of her neighbor's yeah, apartment, those right? Those illegal bullets. All the others, no, we don't, we apparently don't have any problems with The it. five that went into her body. Yeah. Yes. Well, and how incompetent is the attorney general that now you have two grand jurors who are speaking out against his incompetence? That says something right there, and all of Kentucky should be embarrassed. So this actually, this we'll, we'll, we're going to edit this down for release next week, so, okay. and it actually won't release until Tuesday. Okay. So no, normally I'd love to be able to get you to t encourage everybody to, to vote, but, you know, maybe if they wake up the morning the podcast releases, you can tell them to go vote. They should be voting right now anyway. They really should, yes. We plan to vote tomorrow. So Good. Good. Would have done it today, but we were busy with you. Yes. <laughs> Happy to be here. Though.
Uh, so tell me a little bit about your background. I know mm -hmm. that you graduated from the Knoxville College. Yes. And that you went to UT for a, for a uh, are you a Tennessee native? Or are you from no, I'm born and raised in Louisville, but I wanted to go to a, a historically black college. So I went to Knoxville College, not too far away, but mm -hmm. close enough to family still. And then I ended up staying there for 14 years and then came back home. So um, one of the things that we're, we, we, we are actually natives of Pike County. So, okay, yes. Yeah, we're from Representative Boy, Harris. Yes, way over As far east you can go. Yes, yes, I go, know it. Yeah, you go five minutes beyond my house, you're in Virginia. Well, so, my, my in-laws are from West Virginia, Fairmont, West Virginia, so I've spent tons of time uh, out, that out that way, yes. So one of the things that, that fascinates us is uh, Charles Booker. Yes. Uh, uh, with his hood to the holler initiative, mm -hmm, the idea mm -hmm. that here the west end of, of louisville has a lot of, in common with eastern kentucky that's right and the, the you know we, we see the same kinds of poverty issues we see mm -hmm. the same kinds of inequality mm -hmm. well not the same kinds but sim Sim very similar, similar mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. the difference is i can take my accent away and you may not mm -hmm. know that i'm from the mountains mm -hmm. anymore. Mm -hmm. and so uh maybe I, I wondered if you if you would talk, had a chance to talk to him or if you've dealt any with with that kind of hood to the holler and that, those kind of connections if you what you've kind of seen oh my goodness of course um and having lived in knoxville which is appalachia for 14 years i have a very unique perspective from many of my neighbors here in the west end of louisville i believe that we can build power together when we allow ourselves to get beyond these differences that politicians and mainstream media have tried to create because representative booker is absolutely correct we have more in common than we do that we have is different so we need to build from there yeah i've often thought if we could just pluck somebody up out of, you know, McGoffin County or somewhere way over in the mountains and pluck somebody up out of Louisville and make them sit in a restaurant together. Well, not in these days, not in Plague mm -hmm. World, but eventually yes. let them sit together for an hour. Well, they would make, you mm -hmm. know, you'd end up with a friendship mm -hmm. out of that. But what we could do now is um, try to build those same connections using virtual platforms. What if we did that using Zoom and got folks from, you know, the east, far eastern Kentucky and folks from, you know, my district here in West Louisville to come together on a Zoom conversation to just talk about how we're similar, how we're different, and how we want to spend 2021 actually building something together. Absolutely. I that's, can agree that's with that. what we're all about. That's yeah, and that's, that's what we're here. We are hoping that some of our friends and, and relations back in the mountains will hear from a voice that's different than theirs. Yes. And, and we'll maybe, you know, we, we, we've all we've been trying to find voices of people who don't sound like us mm -hmm. and play from places that aren't like us, but mm -hmm. still limited to Kentucky. But that's there's right. A, there's a lot of variety to be had in this Commonwealth. That's right. Sure. And we need to embrace it. We need to celebrate it. And we need to push back every time someone from outside of Kentucky tries to portray us in a way that we know is not true. We can't keep letting those stereotypes and prejudices go without challenging them. Absolutely. And it's it's so easy. You know, we, it's so easy for everyone to make us the butt of their jokes. That's right. And especially, you know, if, if it's not the mountains, then it's Mitch or it's, you know, some sort of redneck thing or whatever. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I, I, we are we are all about looking at ways that change the way you see Kentucky. So that's right. Well, one of the things I've been saying to folks with national media and international media, I've been talking to folks from Italy, Belgium, parts of South Africa, is that in eastern Kentucky, we've literally had hundreds of people come out in solidarity marches for justice for Breonna Taylor or justice for black lives. And we have to amplify that and lift that up. I refuse to allow people to keep making it seem like we don't have people who live in eastern Kentucky who are standing with us. I mean, there was a Black Lives Matter rally in Corbin, Kentucky, one yeah. of the most 
famous places in Kentucky. I know. I know it. Not Black Lives Matter. I know (laughs) it. I know for actual, you know, race riot where white people drove out all of the black people in Corbin, right? And ship them out of there. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So for to see that was Mm -hmm. the the summer of all the rallies, the summer across the mountains, in the middle of a plague, Mm -hmm. it was inspiring. That's right. As we start to wrap it up, I'm wondering, uh, I know that you, you started out in Louisville. Yes. Now you're at a state level. Yes. Uh, I know that the uh, for this district, uh, your your federal representative has been there since for a minute, I think since 2012. Yes. Do you have any designs on uh, joining the uh, federal House of Representatives? If that's what the people want me to do, I will answer that call. I am currently running unopposed for another two years in Frankfurt, so I want to commit myself to representing District 41 in Frankfurt for the next two years. We have a lot of work to do. I'm the primary sponsor of Brianna's Law to address the issue of police accountability. I want to make sure that I push forward with Brianna's Law, so that's my commitment right now. All right. Well, uh, Representative Scott, it has been a real pleasure talking to you today. Thank you for inviting us to your lovely front porch. Thank you so much. Perfect. Day. I mean, it's a little overcast, but it's a nice day. That's right. So we're, we are very glad to have come to Louisville to speak with you. I appreciate very, you we're both. We're very proud of you, and you keep fighting a good fight. Thank you. Just keep fighting for us. Awesome. Thanks. All right. <laughs> And welcome back to Bluegrass Homefront. We do hope you enjoyed the, our uh, our talk with Attica Scott. We, I know that I did. Uh, I can't wait to talk to her again. we got to come up with an excuse to, to chat with her another time. We will. Um, but right now, let's uh, take a few minutes. We do want to acknowledge that we, uh, are, we have some friends and fans on Facebook, and you can be one of them, uh, dear listener. You can just go to Facebook.com and search for Bluegrass Homefront. Mm-hmm. And we have a you can like us there and we share like we're going to share this week the Kickstarter for the yoga journal we heard about a little earlier. Yep. Uh, share maybe some information. We know Attica wrote a uh, had an opinion, had a had a post in I think the Washington Post uh, okay. recently. So we'll share that to our timeline this week. We also share songs from all of our musicians every week, so you can go listen to that. And always we thank all of our gracious musicians and uh, all the ladies from this week. We do appreciate it. And we do want to take a moment and recognize uh, on Facebook, if you go and you interact with our posts and you you talk to us and comment and share, you can become a top fan. Do want to uh, recognize our top fans. We have a new top fan. Victor, who's our new top fan? Our new top fan this week is a man from the corner, John Ray. That's right. The famous Pike County Corner. Those were the good old days. Sheree, did you ever stand on the corner with us? No. No. Not once. You never went and hung out in front of the bank with us. Well, it was at the bank at first, then it moved over to the... Yeah, it moved to... We we kept getting cast out from places. Real estate thing, but... Yeah, it was a common thing back then. Mm. See, Never. we didn't go cruising. You know, the cru- the cruising right, thing. Right. We didn't. That was dumb. That wasted gas. We stood on the corner and watched the people cruise. Mm. It was we a lot were, of fun. No, was. Sheree was in, in Moorhead. When yeah, we were you were busy it. being like studious and, and mm. being you know, responsible. Being responsible. Actually <laughs> graduating college in four years instead yeah, of the six-year plan. Or the <laughs> sometime plan. <laughs> All right, so... So it, we've proven that Cherie is is more studious than we are. So, but I think, and uh, so we we've only got a couple episodes left in the whole season, Victor. No, isn't that amazing? Just a we, couple more, and we'll be done. Done, done. No, not well, done, done. Not done. We'll done. be back. We'll be back. Yeah, we're gonna. We remember again, the the powers that be, you know, let us do, you know, approved us for season two. Absolutely. Yeah. We we thank those scary people who live upstairs. 
<laughs> so, and if you would like to, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, corrections, if we did something terrible or said something wrong, please reach out to us. And you can do that by emailing us at feedback, feedback at bluegrasshomefront.com. You can also rate or review us on iTunes, on uh there's a you can rate us on Podchaser, which is a common place for ratings and reviews, and you can find a link to that if you go to our webpage at bluegrasshomefront.com. You can find a link to that right on the top of the page where you can go and uh, give us a rating and review. That's, that's a new one on me. I've never heard of Podchaser, so we can chase the pod. Yes, chase the pod on Podchaser. All right, so Bluegrass Homefront is produced by me, uh, Tiny Brian, with Victor, who is also our music supervisor. Malachi Woodard is our associate producer and editor. Special thanks to Catherine Leon Anderson and Michael Trent. And uh, until next time, this is Tiny well, Brian. I want to make sure you thank Cherie. Oh, thank- we definitely. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I, you, have- I was like, you're really looking at her right there, Brian. I'm say, looking directly say, at her. Say thank you How to Cherie. You? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, yes, I messed up. Everybody drink. Victor's corrected me. <laughs> Cherie, thank you so much for being with us. We thank appreciate you. We appreciate it. As and uh, we hope you had we hope you had fun being in our little blanket fort with us today. Yeah, it's interesting. All right. So until next time, this is Tiny Brian reminding you to beware of rabbits. They care. Toodles.